Hello and welcome back to Q&A with the Doc. Today, the Doc is in to answer the question, what is the deity of Christ? Let's hear what he has to say. Recently, I was asked if I would do a series of talks addressing doctrinal questions, uh, specifically essential doctrines, like what should I believe as a Christian? What is important? So over the next handful of weeks, I'm going to talk on the matter of doctrine. Uh, The first doctrine we're going to look at uh, is the D in the acronym doctrine, D-O-C-T-R-I-N-E. And it's the deity of Christ, deity of Christ. The deity of Christ is expressly known as the divine nature of the historical Jesus of Nazareth who is God. The Bible explicitly and implicitly teaches the deity of Christ or the divine nature of Christ. Church history holds the deity of Christ to be an essential doctrine in the Christian faith. This significant doctrine is non-negotiable for the one who claims to know Jesus Christ as Lord. As a matter of fact, it's impossible to be a true follower of Jesus and disbelieve in the deity of Christ. Simply stated, the deity of Christ means Jesus is God. As Paul writes in the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Uh, the, the late commentator Dwight Pentecost writes, The fullness here is a reference to all that is in the Father that was revealed in the Son. And John could say, uh, out of the Gospel of John, of His fullness we all received, referring to believers that received the fullness of Christ, the fullness of God lives in them, the form of the Spirit, and it comes through faith in the divine Christ. In the fullness of the divine Jesus, God is revealed And because of this revelation, we can be redeemed in faith through Him. Dwight Pentecost continues in his writing and says, He is able to do this work because of who and what He is, the eternal Son of the eternal God, who is one with the Father, yet a distinct person from the Father, who has created all things and who, because of His relationship to the Father, can reveal the Father to humanity. Yes, Jesus is divine. Indeed, Jesus is the Son of God. In John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. This is referring to the second person of the Trinity, who is Jesus. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So John the gospel writer, declares the deity of Christ. There are a handful of reasons, as we read through the scripture, that we should believe this to be true. One, because the Bible says it, but there are other reasons in the Bible that indicates that the divine nature of Jesus is a reality. Uh, One is that in the Bible, Jesus forgives sins. However, remember this now. The ability to forgive sins is reserved for God alone. 
What does this say about Jesus? If Jesus can forgive sins and it's reserved for the forgiving of sins is reserved for God alone, it means that Jesus is God. Uh, consider the story in the Gospel of Mark. There are four men who firmly believe that Jesus is God. And because of their deep conviction that Jesus is God, these men carry a paralytic to Jesus, believing their friend will be healed physically and even more importantly, spiritually. This is Mark chapter 2 now. Upon seeing the paralytic and the great faith of his four friends, Jesus says to the paralytic, listen, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, the teachers of the law who are present believe Jesus to be a blasphemer. Now remember, the teachers of the law know God's word. They're highly educated in the scriptures. They understand Jesus' claim to forgive sins is a claim of divinity. This claim of divinity, they simply did not accept. Their doubts prompted the question, who can forgive sins but God alone? That's in Mark chapter 2, verse 7. The teachers of the law believe Jesus to be a liar or a lunatic, but they do not believe him to be Lord. However, Jesus responds indicating that he possesses full authority to forgive sins because he is God. You see that there in Mark chapter 2, verse 10. In the passage, it is actually undeniable that Jesus Christ is divine. The deity of Christ is a biblical fact. One proof of that is that John states it. Another proof of that is that we see Jesus has the power to forgive sins, which is reserved for God alone. A couple more verses on that would be Acts chapter 5, verse 31, as well as Colossians 3, verse 13. While there are several more reasons to believe in the deity of Christ, I'll share at least one more in this week's podcast and encourage you to do your own study to find some more. Here's another one. Jesus is the one who will judge all people, both the living and the dead, and the judging, the final judgment of all people, is reserved alone for God. 2 Timothy 2.4.1 is a good verse to read on the fact that Jesus would be the judge. Charles Ryrie, a Bible commentator, agrees. He writes, Though most people think of God the Father as the judge before whom all appear, the truth is that Jesus will be that judge. A couple of verses that bear weight to that. It's John, Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 22, and also verse 27. Jesus is the one who will judge all Christians for, their, for the work done for the sake of the gospel and for their motivation for such work at what's referred to as the Bema, or the judgment seat of Christ, a judgment for believers, not for salvation, but for works and motivation of works so that rewards will be given or withheld. You say, where is that? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, and also 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, and finally 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, that explains the judgment seat of Christ where our works will be judged, not in a salvific manner, but in a reward manner. Salvation is by grace, 100% God. Jesus paid it all. But one day he will judge believers, not for salvation purposes, but for rewards. The judgment referred in this passage, again, the judgment seat of Christ, and it's reserved for believers only. At the judgment seat of Christ, Jesus will judge believers for their works and the motivation behind the works. He will not judge them according to their sins for salvation. Uh, 
Sin has been completely paid for by Jesus on the cross for all who believe. John 19.30 is a good, a good reference for that. Jesus is also, now listen to this, He's also the one who will actually judge the unbelievers at a future time at what's referred to as the Great White Throne Judgment. That's Revelation um, uh, chapter 20, I believe it is, verses 11 through 15. At this judgment, those who reject Christ at any dispensation in time will answer for their sins and then be cast into a real place called hell for all of eternity to make payment for their sins. Because Jesus is God, His judgment will be with justice. Good verse on that, Acts 17, 31. And His judgment will be righteous and it will be perfectly fair. Jesus is the one and true judge and the fact that He is judge overall points to His divinity. So two facts that point to the divinity of Christ is that He can forgive sins. This is reserved for God alone and that He will be the judge over all creation. Now, I'll give you a couple more. We won't go into them today for sake of time, but I'll give you a couple more to research. So along with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, Jesus is the creator of all that is seen as unseen. Several verses on that. Colossians 1 uh, is a, a great chapter, verse 15 and 16. So go back and read that. Uh, here's another fact. Jesus holds all things together. So not only is He the Creator of all, He's the Sustainer of all, along with God the Father and God the Spirit. Uh, Colossians 1 and 17, Hebrews 1, 3, John 3, 35. Go back and read those. Here's another one. Jesus is co-eternal with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. He has always existed. He exists and He always will exist couple of verses on that. John chapter 1 verse 1, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Go back and look at those verses and there are others that support that, that Jesus is co-eternal. This speaks to his divine nature. Jesus claims that to know God, or excuse me, that to know him is also to know God. Uh, so he refers to himself as God. John 8 chapter, 9, chapter 8 verse 19. John chapter 10 verse 30. John chapter 12 Verse 44 and 45, Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. These are verses that speak to the fact that Jesus claims to be God. There are several names that are applied to Jesus. One is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew 1 and 23, Isaiah 7 and 14. And then there are other names. He's wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. These are names attributed to God but also given to Jesus, indicating that Jesus is God. Isaiah 9, 6. Jeremiah 23, 6 says, This is the name by which we will be called. he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. Uh, the word Lord there is actually Yahweh, which is reserved for God alone. This indicates that Jesus is God. The incarnation is another strong uh, fact that supports the deity of Christ. Uh, James uh, chapter 1, verse 14 and 5 uh, speaks of this fact, and it's talked about all through the New Testament, especially the Gospels. The resurrection itself, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beautiful chapter on the resurrection, speaks to the fact that Jesus is not an ordinary man. He 
is the Son of God, who is God the Son, who is one with the Father and the Spirit, making Him deity. The Bible also teaches that Jesus will raise the dead to life. John 5 and 22, uh, verse 25, 28 through 29, chapter 6, verse 39 through 40, and also verse 54 of chapter 6. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus will bring the dead to life. There will be a time where all those who died in Christ will be raised from the dead and uh, given their glorified bodies and reign with God forever in a real place called heaven. There will also be a time where those who died separated from Christ will be raised from the dead and will give an account for all of their sins and then be cast into what's referred to as the lake of fire or Gehenna, which would be considered the final hell. So Jesus will raise the dead to life. Only This is only something that God will do uh, in the future. Jesus is called God all through the Scriptures. As we look at the Scriptures and those verses I've shared, it is emphatically correct that Jesus is God. The deity of Christ is essential doctrine, highly supported implicitly and explicitly all throughout Scripture. I hope those verses you'll go back and read. I hope this helps as you uh, press into some of these essential doctrines this week, the deity of Christ. Thanks for being with us. God loves you, and so do we. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us on Q&A with the Doc. If you have any questions for Dr. Sean, you can send him a message on social media at at Dr. Sean Keels or send him an email at seankeels at gmail.com. 